Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. Application from last week's 16th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The first reading tells us that accountability is for all the people. The second reading shows us that Jesus Christ breaks down all barriers. The gospel reveals that too much doing leads to little being. This week, take time to be to be rather than just to do. Spend some time with a family member, friend, or associate and concentrate on the other person's needs, not your own. Every day, 
spend time alone in prayer in reading scripture with Jesus. Take time to relax and rest with your family. Remember, a devoted Christian is a balanced Christian. Deacon Ken answered that one of his books. I am trying to become a balanced Christian. I am working on my being prudent and reliable. I want to be someone who is to be trusted. I want to be truthful like my Lord Jesus. And I answered that when spending time with family and friends, I have to make a conscious effort to listen and not talk about myself. Concentrating on the Lord within me and getting off of myself and my accomplishments and dying to myself is getting better as I continue to think of the other person and what is going on in their life. I spend every day reading scripture and listening to the Lord tell me how to live my life. I am learning how to do things his way and not my way. I love the scripture, Philippians 2, 3, and 4. Do nothing out of selfishness or out of vain glory. Rather, humbly regard others as more important than yourselves. Each looking out not for his own interests, but everyone for those of others. What was a helpful or a new thought from the readings of the Muhammad you heard on Sunday? And from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Well, Deacon can answer that. Accountability for all in the, was in the first reading. And his application was, I will keep my word on everything I say. I will do what I say, and I will not promise what is not mine to promise. And I answered that. Jesus summoned the 12 and began to send them out two by two. And my application was, now that Ken is gone, I stay under the headship of the church and go forth with my friend as a partner. She has been critiquing this podcast and been encouraging and strengthening me with her health. I see us evangelize together, helping and supporting one another. This week is the 17th Sunday in Ordinary Time. The gospel is from John 6, 1 through 15. Later on, Jesus crossed the Sea of Galilee to the shore of Tiberias. A vast crowd kept following him because they saw the signs he was performing for the sick. Jesus then went up the mountain and sat down there with his disciples. The Jewish feast of Passover was near. When Jesus looked up and caught sight of a vast crowd coming toward him, he said to Philip, where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He knew well what he intended to do, but he asked this to test Philip's response. Philip replied, not even with 200 days wages could we buy loaves enough to give each of them a mouthful. One of Jesus's disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, remarked to him, 
There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and a couple of dried fish. But what good is that for so many? Jesus said, get the people to recline. Even though the men numbered about 5,000, there was plenty of grass for them to find a place on the ground. Jesus then took the loaves of bread, gave thanks, and passed them around to those reclining there. He did the same with the dried fish, as much as they wanted. When they had had enough, he told his disciples, Gather up the crusts that are left over so that nothing will go to waste. At this, they gathered 12 baskets full of pieces left over by those who had been fed with the five barley loaves. When the people saw the sign he had performed, they began to say, this is undoubtedly the prophet who is to come into the world at that Jesus realized that they would come and carry him off to make him king. So he fled back to the mountain alone. The word of the Lord. Question. Why was a large crowd following Jesus? They saw signs he was performing for the sick. And where did Jesus go? Up the mountain with his disciples. What question did Jesus ask Philip? And why did he ask him this? Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? And it was to test Philip's response. What was Philip's response? And what did Andrew say to him? Not even with 200 days wages could we buy loaves enough to give each of them a mouthful. And Andrew said said to him, there is a lad here who has five barley loaves and a couple of dried fish. But what good is that for so many? What did Jesus have the people do and how many men were there? He had them recline and there were about 5,000 men. What two things did Jesus do with the loaves? He gave thanks and passed them out to the people. Personal. In what way do you give thanks for the food God has provided? How do you distribute it to others? What do you do with leftovers? Well, Ken answered, Deacon Ken answered this, prayers and sharing, invitation to a meal, intercessory prayers, and bring Holy Communion to the sick. Another book he wrote, Daily Prayers, Don't Waste Food, Feed Others with Food or Money, and Try Not to Leave Any. And I answered that question by thanking him with grace before my meal or whenever I put food in my mouth, I ask him to bless it and thank him for it. I also ask them to bless any medicines or anything that I take into my body. And so it would make it healthy for me. Do the good that it was intended. No harm come from it. Through uh, also I distribute it through potluck. Invite someone over, have them eat a meal with me. 
And um, I put them in the, I put my leftovers in the refrigerator and eat them before they go bad or freeze them if there is too much. I try real hard not to throw food away. And when I do, I go to confession and confess it. My mother used to say, there are poor children in China, so eat everything on your plate. I am truly thankful for what the Lord has given me and try real hard not to overbuy. What did Jesus have his disciples do with the leftovers and for what reason? He had them gather them up so that none would go to waste. And what did the people say about Jesus when they saw what he had done? This is an, undoubtedly the prophet who is to come into the world. Why did Jesus withdraw alone to the mountain? He realized that they would come and carry him off to make him king. For what reason did Jesus not want them to make him king? John 18, 36 says, my kingdom does not belong to this world. My kingdom were of this world. My subjects would be fighting to save me from being handed over to the Jews. As it is, my kingdom is not here. Who tried to tempt Jesus with all the kingdoms of the world? Matthew 4, 8, 9 says, The devil then took him up a very high mountain and displayed before him all the kingdoms of the world in their magnificence, promising, all these will I bestow on you if you prostrate yourself in homage before me. So the devil is the one who tempts us too constantly. And the personal. In what way have others tried to put you in a position that you know is not where God is leading you? How have you dealt with this? Deacon can't answer that. Praise for my preaching. God isn't looking to see how good I can preach, teach, or heal. He wants only for me to be obedient to him and to be available to him. And I answer that. Others have tried to put me in a position to study history of the Bible and other books pertaining to the Bible. But where I have difficulty retaining what I read, I read only I read only the Bible and very short commentaries on it. I ask his spirit to teach me and listen to his voice. Recognizing his voice and listening to him and not my own thoughts has been a challenge. But it seems like he directs me by putting blockages in front of me or I spend too much time pondering something. I am learning a lot of the history of the Bible, just reading it. My spiritual director gave me six chapters a day to read right after Ken died. One from each uh, book, from the one from the pep, one chapter from the Pentateuch, one from the historical books, one from the wisdom books, one from the prophetic books, one from the gospels, and one from the letters. And I, the fifth day. We'll go into the fifth day, this psalm. Uh, psalm, we read, we read through Psalm 145, 10 and 11, 15 to 18. This is the psalm for this coming week. 
Let all your works give you thanks, O Lord, and let your faithful ones bless you. Let them discourse of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. The eyes of all look hopefully to you, and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is just in all his ways and holy in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. What is the Lord saying to you personally through this psalm? Well, Deacon Ken uh, wrote, the eyes of all mankind look up to you for help. And how can he apply that to his life? By being the kind of person that affirms, not judges, being humble, not proud, and listening to the lonely and respond to their cry. The thought, um, the Lord was saying to me personally in that psalm, he is near when I call upon him. And how can I apply it? Call upon him night and day, not only for me and my family, but for everyone in the world. Pray without ceasing. The commentary for John 6, 1 to 15. Jesus shows us the Father's love and generosity in action. He shows us that the miraculous abundance of food reveals the abundance of divine love. At the sight of the crowd, Jesus knew that he and his disciples were not going to have any time for rest and meditation. He saw how hungry and tired the crowd was and turned to Philip and asked whether there were, was any place nearby where food could be purchased. Philip gave all the correct reasons why this request was impossible to fill. Philip looked at what could not be done and Jesus looked at what could be done. A small boy was found with a few loaves of barley bread and a few pickled sardines. Barley bread was the cheapest of all bread and was held in contempt by many. Barley bread was the bread of the very poor. The fishes were no bigger, bigger than sardines and were pickled to keep them from spoiling. There was no other way to transport the fish and keep them in an eatable condition. Jesus took this very humble source of food and gave thanks to his father for it. He then blessed the bread, broke it, and distributed it. The crowd was filled completely, and enough was left over to bring to the poor in town. Today, Jesus takes all of the losers, rejects, outcasts, and sinners, and sets us down to feed us with his body and blood. He does not give us barley. He gives us himself, and he gives himself to all who come forward and say, I hunger and thirst. His food gives us the strength and courage to love to forgive and to feed his lambs. They are in our families, our communities, our countries, and all around the world. Today, Jesus tells us to feed his poor, just like he told Peter. John 21, 15 to 17. 
Today, Jesus asks us the same question he asked Peter. Do you love me? We are called to do just as Peter did, and that is to feed his sheep. The application this week. In the first reading, Elisha not only spoke God's word, he also acted on it. We see in the second reading that unity does not mean uniformity. It means one in Christ. The gospel reveals that we are to feed those others with God's word and our love. This week, be a person of action and see where you need to put aside petty differences to achieve unity in your family, with your coworkers, in your school, and in your parish activities. Remember, we cannot feed his sheep if we are too busy feeding ourselves. Let's close with prayer. Thank you, heavenly name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, Father, for your word. Thank you for your teaching on this and how we can reach out as you did to us, Lord. You're the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. You feed us with the greatest of food, your own body. We thank you for you, Chris, Lord. And we thank you also for your word. We thank you for the mass that is both we get we get fed with your word and we get fed with your your body and blood. We thank you so much for that, Lord. We praise you, we worship you, we love you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.